Welcome to the AMSC podcast, number one. I'm your host, James Cameron. This is the first of, I hope, many episodes to come. We're producing them here at the Army Management Staff College, right here at Fort Leavenworth. I really am excited that our leadership is supporting this effort. I also appreciate the support from Army University Press in the production of these podcasts. Really, our intent with this podcast is to add to our blended learning portfolio with uh, most of the content grounded on our own lesson plans. The future this podcast is largely shaped by you, the listener. I anticipate most of our listeners being former students here at the college, but this podcast series could be beneficial for anyone throughout the Army profession, both Army civilians and those in uniform. In this episode, I sit down with David Howie, an instructor from the Department of Distributed Learning. Hello, David. Hi, James Cameron. How are you doing, David Howie? I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm glad to be with you today. I'm glad that you are here with me. In fact, uh, is this going to be a permanent thing? Or are you going to be my primary battle buddy when it comes to um, producing these podcasts in the future? I'm very happy to be. I'm, I'm extremely excited about uh, this podcast. I'd love that. Maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, Army Management Staff College itself. That'd be a good idea. Kind of who we are, what we do, and what, what, what matters to us. All right. Well, see, first of all, we are here at Fort Leavenworth, and uh, do, you want, do you want to kick it off with what uh, Army Management Staff College is, what we do? Well, our, in, my, in my view, Army Management Staff College is uh, the proponent uh, and the executor for what's referred to as the civilian education system to oversee the civilian leadership program <clears throat> for people who are members of the uh, Army Civilian Corps. And we have, in, in my estimation, four main programs here at AMSC at Army Management Staff College, uh, those being uh, the basic course, the intermediate course, the advanced course, and CECL, which is continuing education for senior leaders. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of our marquee uh, resident programs that people – physically come here uh, to take part in and um, I can go back and talk a little bit more uh, the basic course uh, is a two-week program that is uh, targeted for people who are in the GS 1 through GS 9 range and the intermediate course is GS 10 through 12s uh, and the advanced course is for 13s and above Mm -hmm. And CECL, the Continuing Education for Senior Leaders, is uh, essentially for 14s and above. Right. So th those are those are kind of the big picture major programs that we have. Mm -hmm. Now, there's been some recent changes to the basic course as far as uh, how many resident classes we're offering. Do you have any information on that? Yeah, the basic course uh, is now, uh, it used to be five or six seminars would go at one time. Now there's only one uh, resident seminar. And their, their target is uh, about 240 students a year. Uh, that's what they're looking at. But there is a, a fully online version of the basic course that people who are in those uh, grade ranges uh, can take uh, to get the same credit. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that you see with people getting into the courses? Or are there any? Probably the, the biggest challenge is uh, car carving the time out of your schedule uh, and, and finding an, an appropriate time uh, that matches your personal schedule, 
uh, and your professional schedule so that you can come here and devote whatever the time is to the appropriate course uh, so that you can get get the right things out of uh, each course. And the length, the basic course is two weeks, intermediate course uh, is three weeks, and the advanced course is four weeks, uh, and Cecil is, is one week. Mm-hmm. And you're a Cecil graduate. I am. I graduated last November. Uh, so, because uh, I've not gone through that. I want to go through it, but maybe uh, you can talk a little bit about the value of, of that program. Cecil was a week of really good rich conversations with senior leaders. And my biggest takeaway was, you know, having general officers and, you know, or senior mentors, SESs come in, I guess from our level, from our foxhole, we so often tend to think that they're out of touch and what's what's really going on where the rubber meets the road. But I was surprised to hear them share, you know, their main concerns, what keeps them up at night and how relevant they were to, to our concerns. That, that was probably one of my big takeaways, but some of the initiatives, some things are working on the challenges that they face uh, you know, it, with Congress and uh, the whole Department of Defense in, in trying to get some of our goals met. So that, that was, it was really eye-opening. And um, what really, yeah, the big thing, my big takeaway was just how in tune they really are to what's going on. So in Cecil, you were able to get like a big picture view of, of big uh, things going on in the Army. Um, and I know in, in the basic course, it's really focused at a very small team level at groups of people uh, four, five, uh, six people, very small teams. Right. Th- those are those are kind of the, the big picture programs that we have. And um, I think, is it fair to say that they all center around uh, the topic of leadership and leader development? I think yeah, that is our, our, our mission. Um, that, that is what we're about here at AMSC, leadership, leader development. And with AMSC being focused on the civilian cohort, you know, the, the Army civilian professional, I, I think this podcast that we're doing can, can apply to all members of the Army profession. And that's, that's kind of one of my visions for this podcast as we go forward. It's not just for civilians, but any, anybody in the Army that has time to listen to this that uh, finds this information valuable on the topic of leadership and de- leader development. The process of influencing others by providing purpose, direction, and motivation to accomplish the mission and improve the organization. Have uh, you heard that before? I have heard that. I believe that's from uh, Army Doctrine. I believe that's uh, the Army's definition of leadership that you just rattled off there so eloquently. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? I mean, all you got to do is by providing purpose, direction, and motivation. That sounds pretty simple. And I'm a leader if I can just do those things. To accomplish the mission and improve the organization. I, I mean, we, we about wrap up the podcast right there, can't we? I, I think so. That's pretty pretty much it. I don't think you're being serious. Well, I it it sounds simple those things, but uh, oh, there's in, always a but. There's always one. Okay, and it's very complex because it involves people. Now, leadership is about interacting with people, and for me, that's what makes it complex. Because you never know, like Forrest Gump said, you never know what you're, you're going to get. get. Mm. So it's not like an algorithm, and if this, then do this, that'll work for all people in all situations, I guess is what I hear you saying. I, I don't think it is. I think every situation is different. Every person is different. Every person is unique. They have unique skills. They mm-hmm. have unique background. They have unique desires. They have unique goals. And so if I'm a leader... 
uh, in an organization and I'm trying to get something accomplished right. and I'm supposed to be working with other people to get that done, uh, it can be extremely complex. Well, I see a silver lining. The good news is then it sounds like there's plenty of fodder for future podcasts, episodes. I think so too. I think you could exhaust this subject, uh, probably never or never exhaust it. I think you could talk uh, about this topic of leadership and leader development, never get to the end of it. Hmm. How do people become better leaders? Well, I think people become better leaders by learning about themselves, by learning what their skills are, learning the things that they do well uh, that help them influence other people. Mm -hmm. And that kind of starts with self-awareness. Right. So what are the things that I do that other people respond to positively? Mm -hmm. Uh, What are the things that you do that uh, other people respond to positively? I think that's, that's kind of the first step for me, for someone who wants to become a better leader is Find out what you're good at, what your strengths are. Right. In fact, I've got my own like personal definition of self-awareness, which is the theme of the week for the first week of the intermediate course. Okay. And my definition, maybe it's not technically a definition, but I'll, I'll give a stab at it anyway, but at least I think it articulates how I feel about it. And my definition of self-awareness would be how accurately one perceives how others perceive him or her. So I may think that I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant and a genius, and that others think that too, but if it's not true, if there's some sort of um, uh, dissonance between what I think and what others think, then I, I, my self-awareness could probably be improved. Is, that's kind of how I see it. I, I don't know if you see it differently. How accurately is my perception of how others perceive me? I, I think you're. I think you're right on with that. And sometimes, uh, I, my self-perception is different from the way other people perceive me. And in some cases, and you you've seen this in the classroom. Some people come in, uh, some students will come into the classroom mm-hmm. and they may have uh, a lower impression of themselves than what other people have. In other words, they don't see their own capabilities. They're not aware of them. Uh, or like you're saying, they may have an inflated uh, opinion of themselves. Right. And so that you really don't have self-awareness uh, until you're... Uh, impression of yourself matches the the perception uh, that that other people have of you, right? And it can be hard yes. to listen to somebody tell you, uh, regardless of which direction it is. It can be hard for somebody uh, to tell you that there are things about you that you don't know. Even even when uh, I may I may not realize my skills and capabilities, and somebody's going to come to me and say, "Hey." You're really good at that. Sometimes it's hard to listen to that, right? And accept accept that truth. So it's going to require some level of commitment then to want to to, to gain that self awareness. Uh, how does one prove one's uh, I guess commitment or involve oneself in the path of leadership and leader development? Well, I think first first of all, um, it, it comes from within. It comes from a desire to be better, to get better. To, to recognize your role uh, in your organization and recognize that your organization and uh, the Army Civilian Corps uh, is calling on you uh, 
uh, as the individual to get better, to be better, mm-hmm. to constantly uh, improve yourself. When we talk about the context of learning transfer then, so meaning that all of the new concepts and ideas that are learned here in the relatively short amount of time spent here at Army Management Staff College, it's very perishable. I think I heard a quote from a wise person once that said it doesn't make sense to send a changed person back to an unchanged organization. Have you heard something along those lines? Uh, I can understand that. Well, what, I, what I'd like to think is that listening to us now uh, are um, former students who have gone back into their workplace. Right. And they had, uh, regardless of the course they came through, the two-week basic course, three-week intermediate course, or four-week advanced course, or CECL, while they were here, they were exposed to lots of different topics, lots of different ideas. They did that self-awareness piece. They learned about themselves. And so now they're back in that organization, uh, and they had these experiences while they were here, but over time, to what degree do they go back and review all the topics? So I, what I'd like to think is that somewhere out there listening to us now, maybe uh, your former students, maybe some that I also had, yes. are listening to us and they're thinking back, I remember that topic. I remember when they talked about active listening or problem solving uh, or when we conflict management, all those kind of things that uh, are relevant in everybody's workplace, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's easy to uh, let those things go and not think about them when you get back into the hustle and bustle of the normal workplace. Well, there's a quote by a gentleman named Viktor Frankl who said, "Each person, something like this. I don't have it exactly right. Mm-hmm. Each person decides in the next moment what the rest of his or her life will be, and so each one of us." has the opportunity to reflect back on the past and decide that we're going to do something different in the future. And so the commitment to me that you're talking about is a commitment to constantly improve and get better and not stagnate. We did a major revision of our curriculum uh, over the past three, three to four years, and one of the things that we wanted to do is to make sure that we were connected to Army doctrine. Uh, ADP 6, ADP. You can do it, David. Help me out. Help you out. Well, are you talking about ADRP 622? There you go. And ADP 622, the leadership doctrine. Yes. In fact, there's a lot of really good things in doctrine. So often when we talk about it, a lot of us, I've been guilty of this myself, you can kind of groan. But actually when you get in and start reading it, um, there's some actually really I th- a lot of good things in, in a lot of places in a lot of our doctrinal manuals. And because so much of our stuff is rooted in Army doctrine, there, I'm not going to be able to avoid talking about it as we go into future discussions here in the podcast. But as I, as I envisioned what I wanted it to be or what I thought would keep it interesting, the last thing I wanted it to be was the audio version of Army Doctrine. How, how can we have lively conversations about this, or our thoughts, bring in other people and their opinions, how they apply some of the principles that we find in doctrine? I think we can I think we can keep it interesting. That's going to be, I think, the challenge that I want to take on uh, going forward with the podcast and make sure we don't lose our the interest of our listeners. Uh, yeah, and I think um, that uh, by incorporating Army Doctrine, in, well, by incorporating Army Doctrine into our uh, curriculum, into the courses we bring the members of the Army Civilian Corps maybe a little more in line with the uniform folks. And by talking about Army doctrine in this podcast going forward, we can make this product 
maybe a little more universal, not just for future students, current students, or former students, uh, but also for maybe folks wearing the uniform uh, who may not go through any of our programs. Being able to talk about those types of things and still try to keep it interesting, my assumption is that if we can keep it kind of lighthearted, unscripted, and um, maybe try and smile behind our voices, we can make it more interesting from an educational standpoint. And yeah, making this a part of our blended learning portfolio for the, for the college. Right, so that people uh, in, in future editions of this podcast, um, we, we readdress the topics that were in the course, and then people hear that maybe six months after they've graduated, and it kind of reminds them to go back and apply some of the things that they learned here. I think, that's, I think that would be very valuable. Personally, I'd be very excited to know that former students listen to uh, either you or me and um, remember the things that we talked about uh, while they were here, and it kind of re-energizes them to up their game uh, in the workplace. Uh, The future of these podcasts is going to depend a lot on the feedback that we receive from the listeners, so we need a way for them to contact us. So I was hoping to get something simple like, AMSC podcast at mail.mil because I've been told that we have to have a .mil domain for any sort of official correspondence. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Whatever it is in the Army, is it? Yeah, so, so uh, the email we got is uh, too long for me to, to read on the podcast, so I, I can attempt it. Uh, it, it. For those who really want to know, it's uh, usarmy.leavenworth.tradoc.mbx.amsc-podcast at mail.mil. But if you're driving, please don't try to write that down. Um, We'll go ahead and include a link in the podcast information um, window. And uh, we look forward to any feedback or suggestions you may have. And the other thing is that uh, might be worth adding is we we rattled off a bunch of information about our courses. And um, if you need more information, just just do a search on the Internet for Army Management Staff College. Uh, and our, our site will, will pop up. Uh, it's it's a branch off of the CAC website, and uh, it's got information there about about the courses, uh, similar to what we talked about earlier, uh, and it's also got uh, some prompts uh, and some places where you can learn how to enroll uh, if you want to get started on uh, your own uh, leadership journey. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you, James. And I before we close out this one, uh, I again want to because you you are the uh, you're the source behind this. You're the person who thought this up, and uh, I just want to thank you for all the effort uh, and energy, coordination, uh, and time that you've put into getting this going and trying to to keep it going. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for listening. In my next episode, I sit down with Ken Riggins and Kevin Brown to discuss what it means to be a member of the Army profession. Am I going to choose to give more than what's required of me as an employee? There's a higher calling to what I'm doing than just uh, working a job. That's next time on the Army Management Staff College podcast.